Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Hat Jam, the podcast where each episode sees a new guest put through their musical paces by playing the fantastic comfort zone eliminating songwriting game, Hat Jam. I'm your host, Cav Templey from Eskimo Joe, and this week we will be joined by Timothy Nelson and, of course, Studio Cat, who will be keeping time and enlightening us with musical facts as well as pressing pause. For those of us who are joining us for the first time, Hat Jam is a songwriting game where we ask our guests to put two names of songs and artists that they are inspired by into our hat. We then draw one name to inspire our verse and one name to inspire our chorus. If our guests panic at any point, they can draw a card from the wildcard deck, which is filled with ideas designed to throw a spanner in the works of our song. By the end of this episode, we would have completed a full song in the form of a scratch demo. For those of you who don't know what a scratch demo is, it's like a scratch version of the song, but not the album version. Whether Tim is recording under his own name or with his band The Infidels, or side projects such as Indoor Fins, Timothy Nelson continues to put out interesting and prolific records. He's got a brand new song out this week called Your House, and he's also joining us in the Hat Jam studios to play Hat Jam. Welcome, Tim. How are you, Cav? I'm very good. Well, Tim. Where is this Eskimo Joe place? I don't know, but it's a magical place <laughs> that I go to sometimes. What I would love to know is how do you go about writing a song? Um, it, it's never the same way every time I sit down to do it. Um, uh, generally, a melody or a groove, or a, it's, it's kind of like a distant echo of the finished song. It pops into my head and I try and decipher what that is I'm hearing. Um, uh, it's generally melodic or sound-based first. It's sometimes lyrics do pop into my head, but if a lyric pops into my head and I don't immediately have like a thing to sing it to, it could just sit there, you know, for, for years. Do you, never I, I find I use my iPhone a lot these days where yes. like I used to write everything down in a pad and just remember the chords. And there was something beautiful about that idea that things would morph and change, but I do love, it's probably slightly illegal and I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but I love it when I'm driving and an idea pops into my head and I can just kind of reach over and press record on the little memo thing and I'll be like, yeah. it's a midnight tonight or whatever. I do that is. all the time. Yeah. In fact, I, I tend to um, top line over other people's songs um, just by accident. Um, so if I'm out at a nightclub or at a gig or something and a melody pops into my head, I'll, I'll fake a phone call <laughs> and, and just like, yep, and I just know what's looking at and I just sing into the phone for like a few seconds and then and What are you doing? There, oh, no, I'm you always there, it's an important call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I was DJing the other night and I was listening to like, you know, I was playing all these Black Sabbath records and stuff and I was thinking of all these like alternative melodies that could if you were flipping a Black Sabbath song and making like an electro pop tune and then I just kept ducking down under the turntables and like recording <laughs> like just singing into my phone That's in between again, records. Maverick. I'm gonna yeah. I think on your bio it should say Timothy Nelson is a Maverick collaborator <laughs> and songwriter. How was it working with Draft? You know, that was a really crazy thing that came together. I was um I didn't know him, but I did know um 
as you were too, Morgan Bain. Oh, yeah. He's a good cool. friend of mine. Yeah. And um, I was in LA playing a show and was checking my Facebook, seeing who else was in the country, as you do. And I saw Morgan was in town. I was like, dude, come to my gig. He was like, oh, sweet. I'll, I'll bring Paul. I'm like, who's Paul? Oh, Draft. Cool. <laughs> and um, so they came to my show and it turns out Drafted or Paul had um, bought himself this Breaking Bad style RV and was wow. driving around the He States. bought it. He bought it secondhand. That's classic. And he'd been back a couple times. He'd just park it somewhere and then fly back in and pick it up and keep driving it. He brought Morgan back over and they were driving around riding um, what would be his next record. Um, they said, what, so what are you doing um, you know, for the rest of the week? I said, I'm going to Nashville, but I'll be back in LA in seven days. What are you doing then? And they're like, well, we're going to go to the Grand Canyon. Do you want to come? I'm like, <laughs> sure. And they're like, we'll pick you up at the airport. And I thought, you know, it was like nine o'clock, whatever time it was after the gig. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, that's going to happen. And then I went to Nashville and back. And sure enough, they picked me up at the airport in um, this big RV. And we drove out through the desert for like five days. And in that time, they were riding a lot together. And I was showing them stuff I was working on, which was at the time stuff that would was now going to be this indoor fins EP. It had previously been demoed as a, like another Infidels record, so it'd been kind of sitting there lying dormant for for a few years. And after that whole trip, I'd you know become good friends with with Paul, and he invited me around to his house um, to start working on some tunes with him. And one of the songs I'd shown him during the trip, he's like, "Can you send me that?" the stems for that track I'd really like to do something with it so I gave him the stems and that became the come down was real and if it didn't have the chorus or anything at that point um it just had like the chords and originally had it like a like a shuffle beat and which got completely changed which but he uses all the stems that are played as they are and just moves them around and sweet um, so he so does a lot of production himself yeah yeah, yeah he's super hands-on yeah, and he'll he'll go through a series of different engineers and other musicians and and just piece together this this thing. And what like watching him work was just like quite mind blowing. Just like wow, you can it's it looks like a mess as we were doing it, and it, and it, and it was just and then it comes out sounding like only the way he sounds, which is that, super it, cool. That is such a much more romantic way to come about collaborating with someone as opposed to like, yeah, we just met at this like, um, you know, songwriting... Uh, boot camp. Boot camp, and uh, we wrote a song in a day, and now it's on Triple J, so... I think the perk of having failed to get a publishing deal, Cav, is that all my stories of how I ended up writing with someone are somewhat romantic. Yeah, they're, just, they're maverick. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we are going to write a song in a day today, Tim, um, but... When do the ideas come? I mean, for you, you, you kind of already mentioned it, um, which is, you know, when you're kind of in the middle of DJing or in an RV in the middle of the desert. When do you find ideas come to you? Uh, when they're least convenient. <laughs> uh, usually if I'm... Um, I, mean, I don't really have a, a non-musical job anymore, but when I have done in the past, it's usually when I'm supposed to be concentrating on a task at hand that songs would just pop into my head. They, it, it's this thing that is constantly generating ideas in my head all the time and I have a real hard time focusing um, in conversations sometimes I'll trail off and and it's because it's I'm usually I tend to I'm just a bit of a daydreamer like what I said before about trying to dissect the idea and try and figure out what you're hearing if I sit down at a keyboard too soon I end up the minute you start characterizing it with your own hands, it becomes something else. So if, sometimes I like to leave it up there and just listen to my thought of the song until I've, you know, thought about it and analyzed it in my head enough. Because sometimes you can think, oh, it's kind of like that, and you sit down at a keyboard or a bass guitar and you start working it out, and very soon that overtakes what you were thinking, 
and it's something new, which is cool as well. Absolutely, and it's just this kind of evolving idea. I like to think about it as like puzzle pieces that keep moving and shifting, and then finally it just goes clunk into place. Yeah, and if you if you if you if you're coming up with an idea for a song that you kind of know how to write, like if it's an acoustic guitar sort of situation, mm-hmm. that's a, a quicker process. But often I'll hear things I don't know how to write, um, especially if there's like big string lines and arpeggiator things that I that are just moving too fast and too complex that I can hear them, but I just can't see how to break them down. I sort of have to probably think about that for a bit mm. <laughs> before I go and start yes. putting it, committing it to tape. Timothy Nelson, are you ready to play Hat Jam? I was born ready. All right. Well, you have presented us with two names for our hat, which already is filled with a bunch of other names. It's filled to the brim. Let's talk about the first uh, artist and song that you put in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not surprised by this for many reasons. Um, ELO, Living Thing. Why did you pick that? Orchestra. Ah, it's it's it springs to mind when I have to think of a, a list of, of favourite songs. Um, it is an amazing song. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's I, I don't know what it is about. I think there's just something very classic. Um, I'd, it's something I'd always heard as a kid. Um, my mum raised me on on a healthy dose of the Beatles. And with that came the connection to Jeff Lynne, where how he later produced a lot of their solo records, and then ELO. I think it was when I saw Boogie Nights, and it, 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 it they play that song in the end credits, that it really jumped out to me, and I went, oh, I know that song, and this is amazing. I often need a visual reference to, to complete a song. like So like when I'm writing songs, I'm thinking of what kind of film this would soundtrack sometimes yeah. as well. So hearing the song in that context, I think Mark, Marky Mark's walking away into the <laughs> distance or whatever. And, it just... and our second name, well, your second name that you've thrown into the hat, um, is I'm so happy that you've done this. You've put Mamma Mia um, by, of course, ABBA, Australia's favourite band. I have. Why, <laughs> apart from it being a wicked song, why have you chosen Mamma Mia? You know, there was a moment where I was listening to the radio um, after smoking several very fat joints. It's always a great thing to do. Mamma Mia came on and it just hit me like a tonne of bricks that I think everyone's actually missing the genius of that song. Mm. I don't know if you can... If you haven't heard it in that context, have you really heard it at all? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it tends to be. Ding, 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 ding. And I, it, it's one of those. It's those songs that are a part of the furniture, and I feel it's wasted on wedding receptions. And it's it's like, but from a songwriting point of view, chords and melody and arrangement, there's not a, an ounce of fat on that song. It's perfect. Yeah, and it's got all the, the really cool kind of seventies fuzz, like kind yeah. of guitar lines. And... But I guess more just the melodic nature of it for me is like, there's not a wasted note mm. in in that in that song ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's get started. Okay, so I am, ladies and gentlemen, I am holding up the hat of the jam. It is filled with... Not only the songs that Tim has placed in the hat, but a whole bunch of other songs that we've put in there through. But let's pull out our first verse, ladies and gents. Okay. 
So this will be the style in which we write the verse of our song. Correct. What do you got? I have Devil's Haircut by Beck. Oh, that's a great start. So That's the down, 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 down. Yes. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's have a listen. Hold on one sec. Something's wrong cause my mind is fading Everywhere I look there's a dead end waiting Temperatures dropping at the rotten oasis Stealing kisses from the lepers' faces Heads are hanging from the garbage man trees Mouthwash jukebox gasoline Pistols are pointing at a poor man's pocket Smiling eyes with them out of the sockets Got a devil's haircut in my mind 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 So it comes straight in with a riff. I found Beck really inspiring when I was younger because you could kind of sing about anything and it sounded cool. <laughs> so it's that throwaway poetry, well, like it beat sound- poetry kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, well, it sounds like he's doing the Bowie cut up, you know, style of lyric writing yeah. where he's just put it all there into a hat and pull out some names. I always like to point out how loud the vocal is in the mix. Okay, well, that's a good point. Loud vocals. That's a very pop thing. And for a lot of young bands in the studio, there's a tendency to pull it not back. want vocals yeah. to be too loud. But every big record ever... I don't know anything about how Beck made these records. So I don't know what is all sample-based or if he had a band. I'm pretty sure he was mostly on his own. Okay. As is common... With his songs of that era, Devil's Haircut is driven by a number of samples. The drums in the choruses and drum breaks come from Pretty Purity's soul drums. The drum beat during the verses comes from Them's cover of James Brown's Out of Sight. Nice. And the guitar riff was taken from another Them cover of I Can Only Give You Everything. We played back. Them, as in Van Morrison's band? Them. As yeah. In yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, sampled elsewhere, most notably during the bridge, is Climax One, a track from Mort Garson's erotic album Music for Sensuous Lovers. <laughs> erotic album? Under the pseudonym Z. Z. <laughs> well, yeah, so. So it's basically a whole mix bunch of, of samples. Bag, instrumental borrowings. Yeah. Beck sings, stealing kisses from the lepers, faces, discount orgies, garbage man trees. It's yes. Yeah. So Bowie and, and all the rest of it. So, I mean, look, I feel like you kind of need to be on that electric guitar there. Yeah. And I can I can Love be on, I can be on an acoustic guitar or a bass even. I could be like boom. If we got a, like a, a drum beat going, we could do yep. the bass and guitar. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So we'll get a bit of a groove going there. Hold, let me, let me, let's get, let's get a bit of a funky drummer going on and we can do some. Yeah. He did actually say, oh, yeah. Beck has been known to say it's a really simplistic metaphor for the evil of vanity. Oh, Mm. There you go. It's a very Scientologist of him. See that note you slide up to? Do it just two semitones down. Yeah. Keep it like even more simple. Do you see there's a limp biscuit note in there? So that's a good groove, right? Let's talk about lyrics here. We've got yeah. we've got a little groove going on and you know we can we can play it over a drum beat and it'll be cool. So uh, lyrics for me, like 
is all about like finding these kind of it's it's cut ups. So I really feel like what we need to do is both kind of write a bunch of lyrics. Yeah. Chuck them, chuck them into a hat, just like we've done, and then pull them out bit by bit, and actually put our verse together. Do you reckon like little that- couplets and things? Yeah, you know this kind of throwaway, um, just mentioning these little cut up or vignettes of mm. crazy things happening. I get this very strong visual of him doing a very cool walk yep. up through like a, a hotel corridor yeah, right. and all these things he's singing about are like doorways he's passing on the yeah, way. Yeah, that's nice. And he's just kind of observing all this crazy shit going around. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come back with some lyrics. I um, I started to write and I realised that it, you know, read like bad teenage poetry because I was just putting like words after each other, like, you know, and they didn't really mean anything. So I, I started to put, I went back because we, you know, we set the timer for 10 minutes and just wrote as much as we could in that time. And I went back and tried to uh, get a bit more alliteration going on. So at least that one sentence of bad teenage poetry was like, you know, words wisp willfully in the wind or whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> so at least there's something going on there. Um, uh, you were mentioning before that you don't use pen and paper so much. Yeah, that was the weirdest part, sitting down with a pen and realising that I, I never sit down and write with a pen and a paper anymore. Let's go to our, let's look what we've, uh, we've done with our lyrics in an unprecedented move in a hat jam. We're going to bring out a second hat. Mm, and we're going to hat fi- of lyrics. We're going to fill these hats with the lyrics that we've written down, and we're going to pull out one line of Tim's and one line of mine. And probably what we'll do is we we might not use the words verbatim that we've we've written down because we might try and make them rhyme. Because if you listen to the the Beck song that we've started with, it's got a really strong. Um, He's doing hip hop root yeah, in hip hop, and yeah. uh, and you know that you don't have to rhyme in hip hop, but it certainly makes it sound a whole lot better. It certainly makes you look like a better rapper when yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a it's a lot more clever. So let's uh, let's. Let's see what we got. Studio Cat's going to hand us uh, one lyric at a time, and we decided that we wanted to what make it sound more like a financial firm, which is uh, urban personal. Urban personal. <laughs> that's uh, that's what we're going for. Okay, so Studio Cat, hand us an urban. What do we got? Okay, this process just makes me think of like when you, when you hear about. Bob Dylan just sitting at a typewriter writing crazy stuff, just going, ha ha, they'll never figure this yeah, out. Right. But like the minute you start doing it with another person, it's like carefully constructed madness. Yeah, that's right. It's exactly. Like, my lifestyle determines my death star. <laughs> right. If anybody listening hasn't uh, watched the amazing comedy of the year movie, which is the Metallica movie, uh, it's highly recommended. Some kind of monster. Some it? kind it's of monster. It's still comedy of the year. Oh my it god! Came out ten years. We ago. watched that movie for like years on the road, and we'd get back from like a, a gig, and we'd all sit around and watch it again. And we got into all like the outtakes and everything, and yeah. it's like it became like you know like watching Spinal Tap and oh. quoting Spinal Tap. And to, like when, over the years, I've heard about other bands, even Australian bands, who've gone through the band therapy thing, mm. but they weren't dumb enough to film it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the therapist. We could go on. But anyway, let's get back to our song. So so we've got it we've got our two sections here. Let's see if we can go like we'll we'll call it like verse A and verse B. So it's hopefully it's a slightly evolving mm-hmm. melody. All right. Tim, you wanna take it away and we'll take turns. Sure thing. White sugar DJs, hot taste of sleep. We rave paradise in the garden. My worried mind Taxi rank sailors I cannot control content Gym membership Got me pumping pure carbon Why do my eyes feel heavy? Sunrise marathon And unwashed jeans Got 
<laughs> Ladies and gents, we are now moving forward into an exciting point. We have a verse of some description, and um, we are going to uh, draw another name from the hat and find out what artist, what spanner we're going to throw in the works to try and emulate. And This is a good game. This it's is frustratingly good. It is. I'm already racing ahead to yeah. what the rest of this Beck slash Cake know, song should I be know. now. Well, we, we, we do have like a couple of verses to write, but <laughs> Tim, would you like to you reach, know, into the hat? reach into the hat and see what magic... Now, rustle around. Don't look. Don't look. You never know what you're going to get. Oh, let's have a look. Folded. Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Oh, that's pretty freaking radical. We have been very lucky today. We haven't drawn a, a Britney Spears, you know, which, hey, that can be easy or hard. I would have preferred to draw out a Britney Spears at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay, so this is a really good time for us to actually have a listen to Seven Nation Army and just do a bit of analysis in so got, how that song is put together. We've gone from Beck to Jack White, so we've got it's, somewhat I feel like put upon white scrawny... Rock, rap, lovers. <laughs> I feel I feel like we're staying in the same world. So let's yeah. just ha- let's have a listen to the song. I'm gonna fight them all. A seven nation army couldn't hold me back. They're gonna rip it off. Taking that time right behind my back. Myself at night because I can't forget back and forth through my mind behind the cigarette and the message coming from my eyes says leave it Was the White Stripes crossover song? Crossover from from being a poor really in- to rich. Well, yeah, pretty much <laughs> from, uh, from it, nobody to somebody. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, also the the point where, um, yeah, they were just they were kind of like a cute, you know, novelty act, and then suddenly they were like a mega force. And of course, you had the the amazing um, video clip by Michelle Gondry. Yeah, that just kept going into it. So. Interesting thing about this band, of course, is that uh, it's just drums and guitar, two piece. But they used a um, like a octave pedal to get that bass sound. Yeah. Um, and you know, man, you put this on at a party, and even though it's a rock song, everyone's just like the head starts nodding. The riff is the chorus. Okay, there you go. The riff is the chorus. Yeah. Um, a kind of caveman style drumming as well. That's what I dug about these guys. I mean, Jack White, as we now know, is a wicked drummer, but uh, Meg White. Um, well, he said he could never do this music with someone other than Meg White. Well, because her she, childlike, innocent way of playing is yeah. very, and she's pretty influential. Like. She is. I, I, um, I have many, many White Stripe stories because we uh, did a big day out tour with White Stripes. Oh yeah, and um, tell us that story. <laughs> we were. This is before Seven Nation Army came out, and this, so this they were still kind of like on the small stage at the big day out, and I was watching them. 
and um, I watched them at the Sydney show and I kind of managed to walk right up onto stage because there was hardly anyone there. You know, it was on the same stage we were playing and, and I rolled myself a little number. So I was literally just standing on sna- stage, smoking a number, watching the White Stripes going, this is amazing. And then I went up to talk to Jack White afterwards and he was kind of had this weird like rabbit in the headlights like, why are you talking to me? And so I was just like, okay, cool, man. And like wandered <laughs> off. And at the after party of the next, uh, at, at the Sydney after party for the big day, I went up to Meg White and I had, a, you know, the after parties were great in those days. There was booze and food, so I had like as many samosas as I could get as my hands to on. The Coke and chips parties yeah, they did later right. on. Well, <laughs> so I was like, I was eating these samosas and I was stuffing my mouth. I was like, that was really good, man. Uh, you know, uh, really light band. Um, if you want to come sit with us, you can. And she just kind of gave me this like cool look of like, yeah, all right, whatever. Anyway. Fast forward to the final big day out in Perth, and I was like, I, I, was, I saw Meg, and she was standing there with like black just stretch. Swallowed t- by food by this point. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, I was cool. I was, yeah. I was a seasoned professional by this stage. Yeah, yeah. I'd done a whole big day out to her, and so I went up to her, and she had like a bottle of whiskey, like shoved down the front of her pants, just sitting there and just swigging from it, and then just pushing it in there. And I was like, and I'm feeling pretty cool. So I was like, hey man, look, you know, sorry, I was a bit drunk last time. I said, I said hello, but I just wanted to let you know that like you know, you guys were really cool. I really enjoyed watching you guys, you know, and she just kind of looked at me with this kind of slight wry grin and didn't really say much. And I was like, and I walked away and I was like, I think that went pretty well. I think that was like, you know, that was pretty, I think I held myself quite well. And I went to the bathroom, you know, kind of high-fiving myself going, yeah, you know, I was, I was cool. And it was at that point that I remembered that someone had drawn a beard and moustache with texture on me about half an hour earlier. And I was like, ah, and that's why she had this look on her face of like, you're crazy, man. So yes, that's my wife. That would have happened while you were awake as well. That's not a pass out mustache no that was like I was at the after party and I was like yeah draw a beard and mustache with texture on me cause... was that to get into the after party no I was there how I young was, were you at this I was point? legitimately allowed to be there <laughs> that's right yeah I need to draw a mustache and they'll never let me in yeah that's right look I got a mustache um, anyway back to our song I feel like it would be against the the way of the white stripes to um, have a bass guitar in this because they yeah. don't they don't use bass. They have an electric guitar and it sounds mint. And then they have got kind of slightly straightforward drums. But the important thing to note about um, this tune is that uh, it's that 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 four on the floor kick, like boom, 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 yeah, boom, and like and then it's got a kind of a riff going, um, which, like we said, is the chorus. Once you start removing usual ingredients, like in their case, mm. a bass guitar. Mm. You kind of have a lot of uh, room to move with the other instruments. It's kind of like um, like they've got the four on the floor beat in there, which is very reminiscent of like the early like what they would have called the Mersey beat, the early Liverpool bands, where they were all four on the floor, which was more about being able to be heard when you're not amplified because they don't have real PA's yet. Um, but also, it kind of reminds me of like Neil Young Harvest. There's no hi hats, and um, so the the drum beat is like. Oh, it's I forget exactly, but the kick drum's a lot busier than a normal kind of mid-tempo rock beat. But it's, but it's also it also feels more. like two people in a room looking at each other while yeah. they jam. Like he famously, Jack White was famously very anti Pro Tools and all those kinds of things. Mm. And these records, which is probably why they still sound freaking cool now, you know, mm. even though it was recorded you know a good decade or so ago. Um, you know that it was all done in these vintage tape studios where they were li- they were playing live, and it's you know. Again, the chorus of this song is all about the riff, um, which, you know, is kind of a cop-out 
if we go if we talk about the the lyrical side of things like Jack White he, he sounds like he's got a chip on his shoulder all the time and this is kind of almost like a fantasy song in some way he's like you know he's like I'm gonna fight them all mm. seven nation army couldn't hold me back um, um, so maybe we we need to think about a riff a four on the floor drum beat and an angry preacher is where we need to go so you got this sad got to D, like... Yeah! A motherfucker! You can't hold me back! The people keep talking about us! I'll come to town! Now! So we're going to have a kick drum coming in, and then we're going to think about a kind of a riff, and we want to keep it our, our songs in A at the moment, and generally it's a good idea to... um. To go to the, you know, the fifth, you know, which would be... Oh, go to the fourth. The fourth. Which would be D. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the f- and we want to keep it riffy, so take it away, uh, Nelson like- McRifferson. Hey. Okay, so... We've got, we've got ourselves a riff and we've got a beat and really we need to get some lyrics over the top of it. If we looked at what is actually happening in the lyrics we've got mm. and try and whittle it down to some narrative, then we know who this character is. Now, I've just having a read here because we've got White Sugar DJs, The Hot Taste of Sleep, Rave Paradise, His Worried Mind, Taxi Rank Sailors, I Cannot Control Contempt. He can't control... So he's been up all night. Yeah. He's on his way home. He's feeling filthy. He's coming down. He can't control contempt. He's angry. Maybe he got on the gear, got in a fight. Maybe he's running away. He's trying to lose the Jesus freaks at the train terminal that want to stop and talk about God. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is this guy? He's running from himself more than anything, Cav. Hey, but but you know he's living for the night. To he lives, he is the night. He is the night. Yeah. I, you know, I had a disco song that I never finished called "Frightened by the Night," and it was like, uh, "That's why I'm frightened by the night." But but frightened by the night. If only we could use that lyric. That'd yeah, be brilliant. Yeah. So we need to say that same thing. But frightened by the night's. I give permission. Well, good, but <laughs> but uh, so if, so if you were. If uh, you were doing your riff, how would how would the the lyrics frightened by the night? Oh yeah, cool. Well, can you can you say can you say run it? Because that's why I'm running from the light, or because if he's you know he's running from something, obviously. Yeah. Frightened, frightened by the night. That's why I'm always running from the light. A side of myself I'm trying to leave behind. A side of, uh, running from. There's oh. a side of me I cannot leave behind. Mm, well, could you could you flip it over? It'd be like uh, uh, running from the light. There's a side of me that's frightened by the night. Yeah, that's, there we go. Yeah. That's that's why you got the Aries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So go one, two, three, go. Running by the light. Oh yes. It's the side of me that's frightened by the night. Yes. That's pretty cool. Cool. Let's try that with our riff. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to grab um, the our verse that we put together and our chorus, and we're just going to plonk them together, um, and. And we're going to see if our verse and our chorus work together. White sugar DJ's hot taste of sleep. We rave paradise in the garden. 
My worried mind Taxi rank sailors I cannot control content Gym membership Got me pumping pure carbon Why do my eyes feel heavy? Sunrise marathon in unwashed jeans Gotta lose the Jesus freaks <laughs> we are, of course, talking about the amazing Nick Sester from Jet, who is a ridiculous uh, vocalist and one of the best screams in rock Great and roll. Scream. Yeah. Yep. Did you hear his solo album that he put out? I, I no. I heard bits of it. Yeah. Joel, it Joel played me a bunch, fun. and it was it was really cool. I, I I was really happy for him because he was exploring interesting territories. And you know, when you're a band like Jet, who gets so famous on your first song, it can, uh, I imagine, be quite um, limiting in what you do next. Yeah. I could see where he was going with that record as well. It was sort of going yeah. into a bit of a, almost like bossa nova kind of... Well, there was uh, some interesting stuff, apparently, because he lives in Italy and his whole band yeah. is Italian. I don't know what that means to we the sound they're of the an record. an Italian family and yeah. appara- apparently him and his brother were the only ones in that family to not go into like the service industry. Wow. So he's since opened up an Italian restaurant in, Has he? in Italy. I guess they just yeah. call it a restaurant. Yeah. Um, is that when, they, he, when he says order up, does he just go, yeah! <laughs> Order up. <laughs> um, uh, cold, <laughs> cold hard dish. Roll over entree. <laughs> well, there are other songs. Like, <laughs> are you yeah. going to be my dessert? Yeah. Are you going to be my waiter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tim, we are getting to the end of our hat jam. How are you feeling about everything? I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I've I've, I've as I said earlier, it's it, it's this has been like a frustratingly fun game because it, <laughs> it forces you to stick to uh you know we're staying in beckland for this bit or we're staying in white stripes land for this bit and i naturally want to race ahead and start messing with the form <laughs> well that's kind of pretty much what happens every time yeah. anyway and um for everyone who's listening um what happened is we we went through the process. We wrote our Beck verse and our white striped chorus, and then we were like, "Ah, oh, okay, we need a um, we need a bridge, you know, which is that other section that happens yeah. in the song." Um, and so we were like, "Oh yeah, cool. We'll kind of go to these chords, and maybe we'll we'll bring up a, a synth sound, which we did. And what what did the synth sound like?" Yeah, I think the idea was to try and follow the bass line originally with like a do 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 like a yeah. s- sweet uh, sweet dreams eurythmics sort of thing. And but uh, kind of what ended up happening was if the song's in A. I like to just muck around with different chords around it, like a just like a G major seven. So it's very princey. Yeah, sort of dun, like a, dun. chords that sort of have an elastic band to them, where they snap back to what the key is. So if you're an A and you go to G major seven, you're like, it's almost wanting you to go yeah. back to the yeah, A. It's yeah. got that yo-yo thing, sort of like that. And then just, I think we found a um, an E seven. Do the G major seven again. A, but maybe put the add nine in there. And this. And then I went to go back to A7 again, but by accident, instead of doing that, I did what turned into a C sharp major, C sharp minor seven, sorry. And then that says, so yeah, then we kind of end up in this 
70s stabby kind of thing, didn't we? So we did it and we, we were following our vocals of what we had written for our chorus, which was like we had these vocals which are like running from the night and running from the light and all these kinds of lyrics. So we decided to just get our bridge and copy and paste it over our choruses and lo and behold, um, it sounded a whole lot better. And then we wrote so, yeah. a drum beat that we realised fitted over the rest of the song um, and we ended up with like you know at a different place down the, the the path than we thought we'd be but this is the thing with songwriting you know you might have the best of intentions or ideas about where you want to end up but chaos intervenes and serendipity intervenes and suddenly you are at this completely different place and it's better and you could have never imagined being at that place and that's that's where we ended up with this song could i also suggest that maybe the chaos was the the idea to begin with where i i mean for me i felt like deliberately trying to do these two different styles was super fun but there was that naturally we got to the point where you're like now let's try and you know put our own spin on it that's where you I think you've there's a point where you kind of find your voice in the song Uh, yeah and then you start to create your own version of order and I think like that's where the like, the can't help yourself things start coming out. So also, that's why I like putting disco beats under. Yeah, <laughs> disco <laughs> beats are always a good idea. We've had all this fun kind of getting into character and you know pretending to be the White Stripes, which doesn't sound much like the White Stripes anymore. Pretending to be Beck, that still probably sounds quite a lot like Beck. Um, I like the idea of us kind of stepping away and coming back and just pulling the veil away and pulling away the characters and getting you to perform this as Timothy Nelson. You, mm. do, you, do you want to give it a go? Oh, yeah. Let's, All right. let's give it a shot. Let's give it a red hot shot. White sugar DJ is the hot taste of sleep. We rave paradise in the garden My worried mind and the taxi rank sailors I cannot control content Gym membership got me pumping pure carbon Why do my eyes feel heavy? Sunrise marathon in unwashed jeans Gotta lose the Jesus freaks Ecstatics cooked up in someone's attic Another endless dream Quickness of temper Fall asleep forever Running red lights green
we are coming to the end of our amazing podcast. Thank you, Timothy Nelson, for going outside of your comfort zone and uh, putting... Coming into yours. (laughs) Coming into my comfort zone. I don't know if it was my comfort zone either. I was there on the ride with you, brother. Tim, would you like to plug your pluggables? Where can we find you? on the? Sure. Well, um, as Timothy Nelson, I do have a record called Words Like Young. Put out a little while ago now, but it's still there forever on all your streaming things, you know, Spotify and and all that. Um, What about your Twitters and Instagrams and all the rest of it? Yeah, I'm I'm on Instagram. I think it's just Timothy Nelson Music or, you know, it's not, I forget exactly the handle, but if if you're typing my name in and you you look for an orange afro, I think you'll find the right guy. And I'm, I'm on the Instagrams and your Twitters and, you know, but best, best uh, get on top of the uh, indoor fins. Uh, social medias while you're yes, there, kids. Yes, I will be you? very much looking forward to hearing that side project. So, ladies and gentlemen, I was Cav Templey. Thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, please subscribe and rate us. Uh, it really, really helps out a lot. It means that more people will listen to our podcast and we really appreciate it. We are also into any suggestions that you have for names for our hat or names for our wild cards, so please send them in too. Thank you very much, Timothy Nelson. You are most welcome. High fives. Yes. Woo. We actually high fived in the studio. Thank Good. you very much. If you're interested in hearing more about any of the artists on Hat Jam, then please head to our Facebook page, Instagram, or website and follow the links. You can find Cav Temperley on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cav Temperley or www.cavtemperley.com.au or follow us directly on at hatjam underscore podcast. This has been a Temperley production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>